All right, folks, we're back with another episode of Through the Gears. I'm your host, Mark Harris. You can find me on Twitter at Skybox NASCAR. In this episode, we are going to talk about all 15,000 green flag passes and the record-breaking 308 passes for the lead. No, I'm just kidding. That's ridiculous. But in all seriousness, we'll touch on Talladega a little bit, and then we'll hop right into our guest segment tonight with Matt Stallneck, who is the head of business development at Tipico Sportsbook, and get his perspective on Dover this weekend. Now, let me start out by saying that was the worst super speedway race that I've ever watched in my whole life. Uh, it was too wide parking lot. It was high speed pace lap, as Mike Joy likes to call it. Uh, it, it was Martinsville, but too wide. I mean, it was a conveyor belt. It was terrible. Now, obviously, you know, the last 10 laps or so, they were they were pretty entertaining. Not from a caution perspective. That's not what I mean. But at least we had some guys making moves, throwing blocks, three wide, putting noses where uh, they probably shouldn't have put noses. But uh, just like every super speedway that we go to, it's all about being there at the end. And, uh, you know, I think Kyle Busch restarted eighth on that last restart, uh, ended up winning the damn thing. He rolled off uh, 18 to one, I think it was. Uh, sadly, I had no action on him. Um, I always like his number at super speedways, and I, I think I talked about him last week as well uh, as a guy to watch, but I never pulled the trigger, uh, and I hope you did. Now, looking ahead to Dover, uh, we're once again going to be battling Mother Nature, who was added to my canceled list a few weeks ago. But it just feels like we haven't had practice in forever. We had it at Martinsville. Uh, a few weeks ago, and when when race time came, guys that had great practice speeds couldn't crack the top twenty. So, hopefully, we'll get to see some laps for the green flag this weekend. Uh, I saw on Twitter some meteorologists that I follow were given the entire weekend, so through Sunday, a fifty percent chance of racing. Uh, so, but by my counts, uh, rookie meteorologist Mark, Friday is a wash, hundred percent chance of rain. We ain't practicing, Arca. Uh, Xfinity series. They ain't going out. Uh, Saturday does have some promise. So we'll see what happens. Sunday is like in between Friday and Saturday. So uh, we'll see what we get this weekend. Uh, but I wouldn't be shocked if we're racing on Sunday. But regardless of having practice or qualifying, we have some bets to place and some tickets to cash. So let's bring in our guest, Matt Stallneck, and get to gambling. Now into our guest portion of the week. Uh, this week we have Matt Stallneck, uh, head of business development at Tipico Sportsbook. Uh, used to work at NASCAR, also co-owner of my favorite iRacing league, Monday Night Racing. Matt, how are we doing tonight? Doing good, man. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. Well, let's jump right in. Don't have a lot of time. Uh, tell, tell, tell everybody that may not know your story. Tell, tell us a little bit about, about your background and how you landed here in the gambling space. Yeah. Well, I, th I think my story is probably not dissimilar from a lot of folks that work for sports books and, uh, you know, it's, it's an industry, at least in the United States that didn't exist, you know, theoretically, at least, uh, you know, as of five years ago. So for many of us, uh, you kind of just fall into it, right? So I, I was working at NASCAR. I worked at NASCAR, uh, you know, on the league side for about four and a half years. Started off on the PR team there. It was my second job out of college. Um, had only been out of college two years removed. 
got the NASCAR job, was lifelong motorsports fan, always wanted to, to work in motorsports and really just sports in general. But NASCAR was always kind of the dream destination at that age. And, um, you know, kind of wore a few different hats, you know, throughout during my time at NASCAR. And, you know, I started there in 2017. And a year after I started, uh, PASPA fell, which was the legislation that ultimately paved the way for sports betting um, to get legalized on a state by state basis uh, in the United States. So with that, um, there weren't many people internally that, that really were familiar with it, had any interest in the sports betting realm. Uh, so I was still on the PR team at the time and uh, just kind of put my hand up to, to be kind of part of a task force of sorts internally, um, you know, to kind of help out. So I, at first I was really just helped out on some of the, on the PR specific sides of what NASCAR was doing um, in sports betting, uh, which really just meant, you know, writing press releases, uh, you know, kind of helping shape the narrative around, um, you know, NASCAR's endeavors in sports betting. Uh, and then a couple of years later, my last year that I was at NASCAR, I actually transitioned into a role that was full-time uh, with sports betting. Um, you know, the, my then boss, uh, a gentleman named Joe Solosky, uh, his, he was the managing director of sports betting at the time. He had came uh, from a place called Sport Radar, who, who provides the odds for a lot of sports books. And uh, he was looking to grow the team. And I, I put my hand up and it was a really good opportunity to not only grow and, and get a promotion, but get to do something really cool um, and different um, that not a lot of other people, you know, got to got to kind of take part in. And um, from there, I did that, fell in love with the space, um, kind of fell in love with managing the partnerships that NASCAR had um, and decided that, you know, uh, when this opportunity with Tipico, which is my current job, opened up that it was time to, you know, after being at NASCAR for almost five years, uh, to maybe try something different and, and kind of expand my skill set in the sports betting realm. So that was about a year ago. So I'm coming up on a year at Tipico. Uh, my role here is, is kind of managing uh, a lot of different things, but mostly kind of like our, our partnerships, um, which can be anything from affiliate partnerships to team and league partnerships. Uh, you know, for instance, manage our relationship with the Columbus crew, uh, front row motorsports, which we'll talk about, which is obviously a, a new partnership that we're really excited about. Um, so just finding opportunities to get Tipico's name out there and help uh, grow, uh, you know, our sports book, you know, not only through, you know, strategic partnerships, but um, just trying to gain customers, you know, any way that we can, and, um, you know, these strategic partnerships are a great way to do it. So that's, that's my day to day and, uh, you know, really enjoy it. Yeah, absolutely. You're, you're already making your footprint uh, from the, the big time sports book. You're bringing NASCAR along with us. So you touched on a little bit with Front Row. Tell us about this sponsorship, this partnership. Uh, tell us about it and how the listeners can also get involved with it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So if you're located in one of the four states that we're live in, so we're live in Ohio, Iowa, New Jersey, and Colorado. If you're located in one of the, those four states and you're not uh, an existing Typico customer yet, um, this is an opportunity for you to, you know, to join. So uh, the promotion is called Ride with Zane. So long story short, I got in touch with uh, Front Row Motorsports, great folks over there uh, late last year. Um, they said that they were, you know, looking to kind of dip their toe into the sports betting space. On our side, you know, we had been, you know, kind of looking at some opportunities to just do something different, right? Like, you know, for many sports books, you know, it's, it's the same thing, right? Like everyone's very focused on football, basketball, baseball, you know, your big three sports from a sports betting 
perspective. And the reality is that if you want to grow your customer base, it's going to have to come uh, in some cases from outside of that, that bubble, right? So we've been looking for opportunities to try something that was a little bit different. Um, you know, maybe an audience that we, we weren't really speaking to yet. Um, and it really also coincided with us, you know, going into and launching in Ohio in January, which was our biggest launch that we've ever had for a new state. Um, and so it all just kind of made sense. And Front Row presented us with an opportunity to, to jump on their truck for the Mid-Ohio race, which we felt was a really good fit given, you know, our launch in the state earlier that year. Um, and then this promotion, which I'll, I'll kind of explain, was, was born out of that. So, again, it's called Ride with Zane. The whole idea is that if you sign up uh, for this particular special welcome offer with Tipico, you get your name on the truck. No strings attached. You know, you sign up if you're one of the first 300 people to sign up. Um, your name is on the truck as long as you opt into it and uh, give us permission to do so. Um, so it's pretty simple. Um, basically, if you go to Tipico.com and sign up for a new account, you'll be prompted to enter a promo code. Just type in ZANE38, all caps, Z-A-N-E-38. You pop that code in as long as you're not an existing Tipico customer yet. Um, you'll eventually, as long as you make the $38 deposit, which qualifies you for it, you'll get an email that says that uh, your name is guaranteed to be on the truck and you get $150 worth of, of bets, uh, bet credits. Um, so basically, you, you know, you get to get a chance to, to try the book out and um, throw some bets down and ideally some NASCAR bets. And uh, you get your name on the truck on July 8th when we, uh, when we sponsor the truck. I think it's a great way to get, like you were saying earlier about getting people that aren't already fans of NASCAR, getting these, these gamblers that are on other sports, uh, they got their name on the truck They They might tune in, uh, they get some free money, some free bets out there. So I, I love what you guys are doing. I love the, the gambling NASCAR partnership. And I thought it was perfect for this show for you to come on and, uh, and give the two cents and give the lowdown on what's going on. So let's jump into Dover. Uh, we're, we're going to a concrete track this week and I want to get your sense on practice and qualifying betting pre-practice and qualifying or post-practice qualifying granted odds are looking pretty slim this week, uh, because of weather shocker. The last feels like month has been just all about rain forecast. Sometimes we get lucky. Sometimes we don't. What is your, when you're going into a typical week, are you the kind of guy that you, you want to get down before the numbers move? Or are you the, the, let me make some notes and let me see what happens in practice of qualifying and then I'll build my card. No, it's a really good question. And, and for me, it depends heavily on the expected volatility going into the race weekend. So, you know, I look at a track like Dover, you know, you look at the three favorites, right? So Hendrick Motorsports uh, drivers, Larson, Elliott, Byron, they're all sub plus 800, which in, as we know in the NASCAR world, those are really short odds. I mean, Larson's plus 550 heading into the weekend uh, at Tivico Sportsbook, by the way, had to obviously plug our, our numbers. Um, but, you know, when you look at odds that are already that short to begin with, chances are the Hendrick cars are probably going to come out and show the most speed practice of qualifying. It's, you know, you look at the history of this racetrack, um, you're talking about long green flag runs, uh, last year was a little bit of a, an outlier in that in that regard. We had a lot of cautions last year. But generally speaking, Dover is a track where you can count on long green flag runs. And the best drivers and teams and the best uh, – the teams with the most organizational speed heading into the weekend are, are typically going to be the ones that excel. You know, we've seen this. You know, so we had uh, 
Chase Elliott won last year championship four contender. Um, you know, Alex Bowman and Kyle Larson were the dominant cars in 2021. Larson ends up going on uh, to win the championship that year. And Hendrick, who clearly had the most organizational speed in 21, they closed out the top four positions in that race, had speed all weekend, completely dominated. So to me, this is one where, like, if you wait until after practice and qualifying and the Hendrick cars just come out firing with a ton of speed, you're going to be put into a position where the favorite might be down in the plus three, 400 range. And, you know, that's just not very good value um, in NASCAR because we know, like, you know, the favorite goes and pops a tire on lap 200 or something. And, you know, you lost a lot of money, even though it was probably the right pick. Um, so I'm of the opinion that I think we've seen that the Hendrick cars clearly have the most speed at pretty much every downforce track right now, right? Like everywhere except super speedways, the Hendrick cars have been dominant. So this is one of those where I don't think you want to overthink it too much. I probably would take the number when you can get it at its best odds now. Um, and then obviously, you know, the best case scenario is that, you know, the Hendrick cars maybe come out, don't show quite as much speed in practice. You get them at a better number, uh, maybe even be able to get them live because I, I still feel really confident that those cars are going to come out showing, showing speed. So on a chalky weekend like this, like I think you got to get it beforehand. Yeah, you said a, you said a lot of the terms that us gamblers love, like predictability, long green flag runs, chalky sometimes is is okay for a gambler, at least a NASCAR gambler, in my opinion. Uh, let's talk about those top, you know, the top of the board. Hendrick Motorsports, you 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 said it. The 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 cream rises to the top. The organizational speed, I totally agree with that. And the books also agree with that. Seven of the top nine guys on the board are either from Hendrick or Joe Gibbs. I think that's accurate. Um, Toyota has had some stellar performances over the years. And the recent success that you pointed out, Hendrick has been lights out this year, specifically Larson and Byron. Now, if Chase Elliott uh, didn't break his leg, it might be, you know, we might be throwing a third in there. And then Alex Bowman. Uh, leading the points for a majority of the year so far, uh, had the, the best average finishing position before Talladega, uh, and he obviously will not uh, continue that. But I like Chase Elliott this week, and I was getting some hate. I was doing the Wednesday night uh, NASCAR betting preview show. I, I like Chase Elliott. I got him 8-1 to one, uh, early Wednesday morning. Uh, he's at 7.5-1 to one at a few books, 7-1 to one at some others. Um what you just laid out and what I agree with is these numbers are not going to be there. Let's say we do have practice and qualifying chase Elliott. Let's say he he's his 10 lap average is third uh, and he goes out and qualifies second. Well, that eight to one, that seven and a half to one number is now five and a half to one. Uh, and odds are that the rest of Hendrick is probably also going to have some pretty stellar uh, numbers in practice and qualifying. So chase Elliott uh, last year in this race had the number one t total speed ranking average running position of 4.1 and he led 73 laps. There were a lot of come and goers last year. JGR uh, led a bunch of laps between Hamlin, Kyle Busch, Truex even led a few laps. Um, so, I, you know, the two guys that I'm looking at from these teams are Truex and Elliott. Truex they, they, and Elliott both have very similar last 12 races, track history. Uh, they both have a couple wins. Uh, Chase Elliott has six top threes, nine top fives. Truex has like five top threes and eight top fives. Just crazy, crazy numbers. So uh, I think I already know your answer to this, but 
are, are do you favor JGR over HMS or vice versa? Or do you think there's another team out there that may catch your eye? Or is this where we're sticking at least before practice and qualifying? So I, I will, I'm going to give a bit of a, a cop-out answer to this, but I, I think you'll probably see where I'm coming from. I, I'm all in. I think Hendrick Motorsports is going to come out, lights out, dominate. And if you, like me, believe that that is, you know, the primary course of action for this weekend, probably jump on those numbers now. Um, I will add one caveat to that. Um, Todd Furman always likes to say this, Chris Wormy, some of our friends in the space, uh, you know, they, they always like to, to point out the fact that it's about numbers and it's not about drivers, right? You're playing numbers. You're not playing drivers or teams or, you know, whatever the sport. And if you look at the numbers, there are, there's a guy that you just mentioned that is at a number that I don't think you would typically be able to get him at, uh, in a lot of, in a situation like this, a track with, with this type of speed, they usually show Martin Truex Jr. is plus 2000 going into this race. You know, we talk about, you know, what happened, you know, like when you get to a racetrack that has really low volatility and favors, you know, one or two organizations, you know, Hendrick Motorsports is getting all of the attention on the books. And I, I do think JGR is a little bit undervalued kind of across the board, probably not with Denny and Christopher Bell. Those guys are, are sitting at plus a thousand. I probably wouldn't play either of them at that number. Martin Truex at plus two thousand. Yeah, Absolutely. You know, that's that's the same organization. I, I really can't justify why the books are are so low on Truex relative to to Bell and Hamlin. I, I don't think that Martin's odds are twice as unlikely to, to win the race as his teammates. Um, and if you take a look, you know, Truex had the best car at Richmond, I think, at the end of that race. Um, obviously, pit strategy and and. and basically a few things that happened with the way some cautions fell really took that out of the 19 cars hands, but Truex in all, in all likelihood should have won that race based on speed at the end. And I think a lot of the cars that you saw that were really good at Richmond are going to be good at Dover. Like I said, I still think Hendrick is, is the likeliest to come out firing, but if you, you're, you're not usually going to be able to get Martin Truex Jr. on a skill racetrack like Dover at a number like plus 2000, you're just not. Um, so to me, that that's actually one of the most appealing bets of the weekend. If, if you're talking about the numbers um, and not just, you know, who's the likeliest to go out and win. Absolutely. And I am, my eyes are about as big as they've ever been in my life. DraftKings, Barstool, they all have Truex at nine to one, 10 to one. If you are in one of the four live states of Tipico, Go jump on Martin Truex Jr. at 20 to 1 right now outright. That is incredible. I agree with you. I think it's a little bit of, I'm not going to call it bogus, but hey, jump on it. I mean, his top three number is in line with just about every, everywhere else. But uh, if you guys are feeling some some Truex, go find him on Tipico Sportsbook 20 to 1. Uh, I personally have been heartbroken by Truex uh, Richmond, as you just said. Uh, whether you know, over the last couple of years, it's just been so painful uh, to be a true X better because he's had these fast cars. I mean, New Hampshire last year, Richmond this year. I could probably rattle off a few more. It's just it's so painful. But you go to a guy I just talked about his track history. It's absolutely stellar. It's unbelievable. And 20 to one number is absurd. That number will absolutely 
not be there come Sunday morning. I can guarantee you that regardless if, if we have practice or qualifying. So I'll, I'll pencil you in for a Truex 20 to one ticket and, uh, and we'll wrap up with this. Typico once again, got the best line of the week or the, the best line across the board uh, over under winning car number. Most books are at 11 and a half at like, you know, minus 120, minus 110. It varies. Um, but Typico is going to give you an extra spot. They're going to give you 12 and a half car number and it's minus 111 on both sides. So Matt, our guest question of the week, guest prop bet question of the week. Are you going over or under car number as the winner? 12 and a half. That's yeah, a really I, I feel that. I feel that. <laughs> That's a really sharp line. I think the fact that they that you know it's 12 and a half, you're also getting Blaney on that. But I mean, it's it's really hard for me to look at some of the drivers that are gonna be under 12 and a half in this scenario and and pass up on them, right? Like, you know, you've you're looking at Denny Hamlin, former winner of recent former winner of this race. Uh you're getting Ryan Blaney, you know, obviously Penske car, uh, which is you know, obviously they show a lot of speed. Um, you're getting Chase Elliott that, you know, and Kyle Larson, you're getting two um, really strong Hendrick cars in that mix. You know, if you're going to go in the opposite direction, you know, you're getting Truex Bell and William Byron. I, I personally think that William Byron is probably the favorite to win this weekend. That's my personal opinion. So I think that if you go over 12 and a half, I, I think you're getting probably the most likely car to win, but I think you're getting a wider selection of cars. Maybe it's like you're getting second, third, and fourth best cars uh, if you go under 12 and a half in that scenario. So I would go under, uh, but I think, man, that's one where you probably can't really go wrong either way because you're, you're getting one of those Hendrick cars and a few of the JGR cars. It's a sharp line uh, in that regard. I think if it was at eleven and you and you had the choice on Hamlin, that would make it a, a, lot, a lot tougher. Uh, but I think you I need I need to I need to pick your numbers brain real quick. That was the last question I had planned. But do you think there's any sense? Tell me if I'm crazy. But is there any sense in taking like placing a pretty substantial wager? Let's just say you wanted to take the over. And maybe you put like a, as a little hedge, you put a pretty substantial wager on the under 12 and a half, and then you pick your guys that you want. Maybe your Byron, your Truex, uh, your, your guys above 12 and a half. Is there any sense in that? Or am I talking out of my ass right now? Well, you just, well, I mean, you could probably do the math, right? So William Byron's is currently a plus 800 or he's, uh, he's currently a plus basically seven to one right now, uh, at our book. Um, so, I mean, if you put, you know, 50 on uh, the under, and then you just put 10, for instance, just throwing units out there on Byron, you would actually make a little bit of money, even if the under uh, didn't hit and if, if will, if, if Byron won. Um, so that that's actually a strategy that I employ. Like, like my philosophy, you know, with NASCAR betting is try to get as much access to the widest swath of the field that you can uh, at a win rate that you're still comfortable with that, that, that is always kind of, kind of my strategy. I know there's a lot of folks in the industry that are more of the take the long tail approach, right? Like don't cannibalize your card is, is a number that I, that I, or is a, a dodge that I kind of hear a lot. And I, I think there's merit to that. Um, and it really depends on kind of how you're thinking about your bankroll and, 
Um, you know, a lot of folks will tell you in NASCAR betting, it's, you know, you, it's better to, to lose less two, three weeks in a row and then hit a big, you know, have a big hit. I, I think it's, it's all kind of evens out. I personally, in the sense of, you know, if you don't want to be exposed to too much of that volatility, try to get as much on your card as you can stomach uh, while still netting out a profit, um, especially NASCAR, it's just such a volatile sport. And I can tell you, there's been so many times, you know, in my betting career with NASCAR, where I made the conscious decision to choose another car, like let's say Byron, for instance, you're, you're heavy on William Byron and you believe in the organizational speed of Byron. Well, you might want to hedge yourself by also picking other Hendrick cars in that scenario, because if God forbid he is a pit road speeding penalty, something, something unforeseen happens. There's no other sport where you, you can still almost get like a correlated bet um, in that scenario. So I, I like to pick, you know, I like to kind of widen, you know, uh, the swath a little bit. And I think the exact strategy that you're talking about plays right into that. Might be worth something. If anyone's out there listening and wants to do some hard numbers crunching, see how many guys we can take uh, that are over number thir- or 13 and above. I don't think we have a 13 anymore. See how many guys we can get down on and still profit. So, Matt, I appreciate it. Uh, this has been some wonderful insight. Good luck to you at Tipico, and uh, we'll be promoting the shit out of uh, of the 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 promotion you guys got rolling. And uh, anyone in Ohio, Colorado, Iowa, there's one more you got to remind me. Uh, Jersey, Iowa, New Jersey, Colorado, and Ohio. Yeah, yeah, man, y'all go check it out. Uh, one more thing, <laughs> Matt. Me and you were looking at uh, Truex uh, championship odds of twenty to one. I know. I was about to tell you, I got really excited at that. Uh, I was looking at Truex Championship odds. So, yeah, unfortunately, Truex is definitely correctly priced. Uh, yeah. So. Hey, I, we listen. I my my eyes, my heart, my brain was just like all over it. I'm like, oh yes, yes, yes. But Truex anyway, eleven to one. I don't know. That's still. That's still I like it. I like that's it. I mean, some some shops have them at nine to one. So. I, I like the 11 to one. I like the top three number better, but uh, we'll talk about that here in a second. <laughs> All right, Matt. I appreciate it, man. Thanks. You got it, man. Well, thanks to Matt for joining us. As you heard, he spent some time uh, with the NASCAR sports betting team and is now working uh, with Tipico Sportsbook. And I, I love talking with him because he has such an analytical mind for this stuff and always brings things to the table that that I don't think of. So make sure you guys go out and uh, enter the Ride with Zane promotion and get your name on the truck. I, I know that I am. Uh, let's jump in to our best bet of the week. I laugh because uh, we're 0-3 uh, since I came to be the host of Through the Gears. And usually I land on the Cup Series. Uh, but since we are 0-3, since I've been hosting, I've decided to go back to my roots a little bit. We're heading back to the Xfinity Series. And We've talked about a few sports books uh, that have really given us some options this year. And one of those is Caesar Sportsbooks. They've given us a few matchups this year that are right in my wheelhouse, which a little further down the board than most people. I like to dabble in the, the mid-range. Um, and this week, they're giving us Riley Herbst minus 145 versus Corey Heim. And Riley Herbst is not necessarily mid-pack. Uh, Corey Heim damn sure is uh, that 24 car is, is has been rough this year, but uh, we'll get into that in a second. Riley Herbst in the 98 Stewart Haas Ford 
and Corey Heim in the 24 Sam Hunt Racing Toyota. The only reason that I tell you that is this is this bet is strictly based on equipment. Riley Herbst has come out this year and put a beating on his teammate Cole Custer, who I had as the favorite to win the Xfinity Series championship. Uh, it's not even close, the comparison between those two. So uh, Herbst is sitting fourth in points and has shown some serious speed this year. Corey Heim, on the other hand, he's full-time in the truck series. Uh, he's, he's, he's dabbling in the Xfinity series and, and Sam Hunt, we've seen some Toyota cup guys come down and uh, get some rocket ships over the last couple of years. This car is not going to be souped up like that. This car is not going to be what Reddick has come down and raced. Uh, and a few of the other guys have come down. This is, this is a huge equipment advantage to Riley Herbst and a huge equipment dis- disadvantage to Corey Heim. So we're rocking. I know it's a little bit of juice. Uh, sometimes you got to lay a bit extra, especially when it's this big of a difference. I don't even think this should be a matchup. So we're rocking with Corey. Uh, <laughs> we're rocking with Riley Herbst minus 145 over Corey Heim. Lay the juice. So as always, thank you guys for listening. Thanks to Matt for joining us. Uh, thank you to frontstretch.com for giving this me this opportunity. And we will see you guys at the ticket.